We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I am so happy to have Justin Whitmill Early, who is a lawyer, author, and most importantly, a husband and father of four boys. He not only holds a law degree from Georgetown University Law Center, but he also holds a degree in English literature from the University of Virginia. He runs his own business, law practice under the Early Legal Group. He frequently speaks at businesses, churches, and conferences on habits, technology, and mental health. His second book, Habits of the Household, Practicing the Story of God in Everyday Family Rhythms, addresses spiritual formation in ordinary family habits. Thank you, Justin, for being on the show. You're welcome, Leanne. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you probably did a better job just now than I will. So (laughs) the shortened version of that is I'm I'm a lawyer, business lawyer, who had a terrible anxiety crash his first year of lawyering, which led to me realizing that my habits, my bad habits of busyness and incessant technology and overwork were leading my heart into unhealthy places. In the years since then, I've been writing and thinking about how habits form us spiritually. And as a father of four boys who are now, let's see, nine, seven, five, and three, I am now thinking a lot about how habits not only form us spiritually, but they also form our children as well. And so my wife, Lauren, and I are just passionate about thinking about this and talking about this and putting it into practice in our family. That's a fun thing that I get to do besides lawyering. Yeah, well, I loved your book, Habits of the Household. You know, it's, it's organically day-by-day moments that we spend with our children that transforms mm-hmm. their minds and their hearts. And so tell us about your book, Habits of the Household. Yeah, well, I tried to organize the book around what you just said, you know, ordinary moments in order to show parents like myself that these ordinary moments can be really extraordinary opportunities for spiritual formation. That's both because I think the ordinary stuff is the extraordinary stuff, the small things to the big things. And, you know, the way that we live and our waking and our bedtimes and mealtimes and screen times are actually some of the most important things we do because we live out a life in front of our children and they watch us and they become like us in some way or another. And so the book is laid out in these rhythms of ordinary habits. And in each one, I, I try to go into these ordinary moments of the day and talk about how we can use small habits to create big spiritual impact in our relationship with God and our children in those moments. I love how the book's laid out. You have nice little diagrams in there that stand out and high points of like the orange, the orange stands out for us to really Mm -hmm. zoom in on that, that topic or that tip. You have a section of habits of waking. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. People might be surprised when they get to the chapter on habits of waking, which is the first chapter after the introduction. And realize that it's mostly about parents and what we do when we wake up. And that's really intentional, actually, because I think the best parenting comes when we realize we're parented by God before we are ever parents of children. And that we'll be the best parents to our kids when we realize that we are kids and children of God ourselves. And, you know, so that's to say we need to learn how to have our own healthy spiritual rhythms 
before we go talking about any of this to our children, because after all, we become our habits and our kids become us. So our, our spiritual rhythms are extremely important to the discipleship of our children. So habits of waking are actually really dear to me, not only because they're things that I do every day that have really changed my life since that anxiety crash I mentioned and brought me into just a healthier, stronger rhythm of life. But they're just, they're strong little things that we do at the beginning of the day, like scripture before phone, like short prayers, like having, you know, short times of silence or meditation that interrupt the morning and the day and, and begin us in the right space. And I just think these are worth their weight in gold. I didn't make any of them up, right? They're, they're the spiritual disciplines just sort of applied to a busy parent's life. And so, for example, I think scripture before phone is one of the habits that I recommend anybody in our modern moment try because it's such a powerful way to make sure that we're locking on to the love of God for us. The first thing in the morning before we're tempted to go searching for the love the world might have for us in our phones and screens, which is so tempting. And for me, it's just a, it's a really powerful rhythm to remind me at the beginning of every day that my identity is not going to come through my success in lawyering. My identity is already secured because of Christ's life given for me. And so small rhythms like that, I think, really, really change the way we enter the day and enter parenting. Yeah, it's so important. There's an old saying, and I know I'm going to kind of mess it up a little, but I'll get the gist of it. Watch your habits. They become your character and your character becomes your destiny. And I know I've left Mm -hmm. a few steps out of there, but habits are so important. And to have good habits and waking up and starting your day with the Lord and not jumping to your phone. Look, your children are watching you also when they might come into your room. They are watching. They see you wake up. Oh, hi, honey. How are you? And then you go for your phone. Yeah. That tells them how important your phone is, more important than reaching for the word of God. And, you know, Leanne, that reminds me, I remember it was fairly normal for me to wake up and and find my dad in his study reading his Bible before the day. Of course, there weren't smartphones then, but it was just one of those things like seeds early on that was planted where for me, it was normal. My sense of what a man was is somebody who engages with God in the word before they start their work day. And I didn't think about that for years. It was only when I'm older that I'm like, oh, that's why I think this is normal. And those are incredible gifts that we give our children and setting what is normal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And instincts in the moment of discipline. Please tell us about that section as well. Yes. So if you are like me, and I assume that every parent is because we're all sinners, <laughs> your instincts in moments of discipline are all wrong by default. One of the analogies I like to draw is, you know, when a kid is running towards the street, all parents have the same wonderful right instinct. It's like, you know, stop, catch them. But it's important to note, I think in ordinary moments of discipline, most of us have the wrong instincts. And, And for me, that instinct is to control by anger, which is way different than what Jesus does for us. And that is shepherd our hearts in love. So controlling behavior in anger is actually pretty easy if you get mad enough or forceful enough and you can get the right behavior out of your child. The problem is you're just not doing the one thing you're given to do as a parent and that is shepherd their hearts towards Jesus. That is not, that has little to do with actually controlling their behavior. And so one of the things I talk about are habits that can interrupt those otherwise problematic instincts of controlling and and steer us towards realizing that our kids' hearts, like our hearts, are looking for love, 
and they need to be guided towards figuring out how the love of God and neighbor reorients their behavior from the inside out. And so just to give a practical example, really big one for me right now with four rowdy boys under the age of 10 are pause prayers on my way to discipline. Because my usual instinct, for example, last I heard them fighting in the playroom, is to stomp up the stairs, make sure they hear me and then get ready, you know, shape up because an angry dad is coming in. Last night, I remember on the way up the stairs, I was thinking, I too don't like it when people interrupt me. And clearly, they, my, one of the younger kids was interrupting the older kids' game, and they were just yelling at them. And I, I said, Lord, remind me that I don't like to be interrupted either. Help me to parent them with the grace and truth that you bring me. Short, short prayer, nothing fancy. In the moment, it's more just like help. But in my head, I'm thinking, <laughs> help me, you know, help me remember. <laughs> so even just the help, or Lord have mercy, those things, it just, it changed the way I walked into the room. And the way that I then sat beside them and tried to hear them out for a minute before just trying to steer them towards a different outcome. And I want every listener to hear that small actions on our part can lead to huge spiritual differences in our family because grace is real. God uses those small steps we make towards him to, to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lavishly bless you know, your, your, your effort, which is important to remember. We're not we're not gaining God's approval by doing habits. You know, we're not changing his love for us by doing habits. None of that is work. What we're doing is changing our habits because he loves us. And he will use these little things um, tremendously. And I've definitely found that he's used them in my boy's life. I'd love that. He will change our habits because he loves us and because mm-hmm. we seek him and ask him for his wisdom and his guidance. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah, I just love this book. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I'm so I'm so happy it's written by a father. We get a lot of parenting mm. books written mostly, you know, a lot from the mom's point of view. So I'm so sure. happy to hear that it was a father who wrote this book. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, you know, on the idea of a father, I, I, I wish I always wish Lauren could be with me on these podcasts because, you know, she, my wife, Lauren has such an impact, obviously, on, on how we do this. And and really, a lot of people ask where to start and um, you know how to start because I give so many ideas of of habits to try in, in in this book, and I would just encourage people as a starting point to read a chapter with your spouse. If you have to pressure your husband to read it, tell them they can email me and complain to me later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to hear the complaints, but I find that if you just you know you and your spouse sit down and read a chapter or maybe the book together. And then you talk about just you trying one habit together. A beautiful thing happens, and that is that real change is almost always communal and incremental, meaning we do it with other people and it starts small. And so the idea of reading one chapter with your spouse and trying one habit together means that you're on a mission with someone else you love who has, you know, also is a parent in your family. And you you start small. And what happens is when once habits become habits, they they sink down into the lower part of your brain where we don't think about them anymore. And that's the most wonderful thing that can happen because then you can add a second one and it's not heavy and you start to aggregate all these habits, but no burden. Right. And I think it's just one of God's neurological gifts to us. It's, it's one way that he was being serious when he said, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. These doing things like this are not something you have to add to your already busy, chaotic schedule. Cause, cause I know if you're a parent, that's what you have. What's hard is not doing anything. What's hard is living the normal American life. It's very burdensome. What is easy and refreshing and light is starting to pay attention to your habits and asking God to change them 
again, his grace is real and he really will change them and show you that following him is a light and easy yoke and any parent can do it. You know, his truth sets us free. And, Amen. and right. this is what a parent needs. A parent needs to be set free from stress and anxiety and burden and everything else that comes along with parenting little children. It's hard to parent children. There really isn't a parenting <laughs> manual and every child's different. Amen, Leah. It is hard. And I, I like to remind parents, I think it's meant to be. It's, it's meant to be one of the most sanctifying and humbling experiences you'll have because it, it shows you how much you need Jesus. And, you know, no, no parent can go through parenting an infant and a toddler without realizing, oh my gosh, I can't do this well without help. And, and that's the point. I don't want any listeners to mistake this to say that these habits will make your life easy and clean and neat and orderly. No, 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 no. Raising kids is, is messy. This will help you realize that God is present in that mess and he is using that mess to make your children someone who is more like him. Well, thank you, Justin, for being on the show and for writing this fabulous book. And we'll have a, you know, a link in our show notes where they can purchase your book. Thanks, Leanne. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Justin. And listen, this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.